I did it. I did it. The the gauntlet's over. I can take a break after this episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Niche Podcast about the one thing I know something about game shows. I suppose. I'm your host, Jordan Haas. Final episode, game show gauntlet. No, we're not talking blackjack. We kind of skipped over beat the chefs. There's a chef, you beat the chef, you win $10,000. Hey, it's like a Food Network show. It's a, it's the only GSN original that is available on Hulu at the moment. Beat the Chefs. I'm not kidding. You go to Hulu, Beat the Chefs is on there. I don't get it either, but it's there. There's your fun fact about Beat the Chefs. We've covered it all. We're covering every fucking game show. Russian Roulette, we've already talked about you. Do not have to comment about that. They fall in the trapdoor. Marco Wahlberg's the host. It's episode three. Whammy. We talked about that in the Press Your Luck episode. Double whammies, pizza dough. Eminem's was going to be a double whammy. It didn't because it ends up hurting contestants. So it just became a single whammy instead. Hey, you know what? We also talked about Idiot Test. That was a whole episode about Idiot Test as well, about the puzzles. We don't have to cover that as well. We have covered every GSN original with the exception of Blank Slate and Ridiculous... And Ridiculous... Ridiculous? Ridiculous is the name of the show. Ridiculous. That's that's right. And Ridiculous is just an adaptation of the of the British game show. So expect a ten thousand dollar prize for solving the final riddle. Anyway, we are about to go through four final game shows tonight. One of which is the most recent GSN original at the time of this recording. Let's get started with. One of the shows that should have been its own standalone episode, but never really quite got the hang of it. Not really the research, not really my forte. This is the all-new Threes A Crowd. So this one's a one out of left field. So, <clears throat> this one is Threes A Crowd. Now, Threes A Crowd is a long-standing game show. Uh, so... Uh, there's a whole quick, we can go through the long history of Chuck Barris Productions. Chuck Barris, one of the most iconic American game show hosts of the 60s, 70s, and somewhat the 80s, uh, came up with the dating game and the newlywed game, the gong show, and then in the 80s came up with Three is a Crowd, which was basically the newlywed game with a decision. Who knows this per- this boss better? Their secretary? Because at the time, women were still secretaries. And their wife. So there would be a competition, a team of wives versus a team of secretaries over who knows who more. And they would be playing newlywed game questions, and the winner would get money. That's it. That's the show. And the problem was that Theresa Crowd was such a controversial show that it led to so many divorces that it pretty much ruined so many families in the 80s. Because this was a time when women were finally going to be like, we're sick of this shit. And obviously so. So it's kind of a fun full circle to go from dating to marriage to divorce in the span of practically three decades. It was a show that ended up being so bad that it pretty much bankrupted Chuck Barris Productions. For more information about this, and maybe to verify my information, check out 
Adam Needif's book about Chuck Barris. That being said, while Three's a Crowd was such a controversial game show in the 80s, it only makes sense for GSN to try and repeat it with the all-new Three's a Crowd. I actually want to give a quick shout out to uh, the there's episodes available on the Internet Archive. Uh, but I will say, and this is sincere, this is the best intro sequence of a game show in the 2000s. I mean, it was 99 2000s, but it has this cool animated look of it that basically is trying to show love triangles, which is, I think, the appeal of this version of Three is a Crowd. While the original one was very of its time and really fucked up, I would say this version of Three is a Crowd actually improved the format in so many ways, in a way that I kind of like this way, way more than I should. So, instead of the original format of a secretary or a wife, these would be more younger, youthful people. So it'd be more who knows you more, your mom or your boyfriend, or who knows you more, your ex or your husband, or who knows you more, your brother or your your cousin or something like that, your best friend or your brother. It's always a family relative or or your current lover, an ex lover and another lover or some sort of variation of both. And these would rotate over and over in a way that I thought was really, really clever. The one that I love the most was who loves, who knows you more, your roommate or your childhood friend. And I thought that was an interesting episode because childhood friends, you haven't got so much time with them to know. But the roommate is the one who you've lived with that actually made a little bit more of an interesting concept. Uh, it was hosted by Alan Thicke, game show legend of music and certain hosts, like if you love Pictionary. And this version is a little better because instead of just teams being against each other, this is now an individual competition. So there are six contestants, each of them basically competing one after one after one over who knows somebody more. So it's not who knows you more, this or this, it's well, who knows you more in terms of the overall? Kind of like the newlywed game. <clears throat> and just like in GSN, the winner gets a thousand bucks because that's it. In round one, they play the newlywed game style questions, three questions each. If you match it, you get five points. In round two, the tables were turned as significant others were asked three questions about their partner, and the middle people were asked the same questions when they return all together. Each time either one of them or both significant match, they get 10 points. So it becomes double the points. In round three, this is the fast match round. The middle person was given four words or phrases that may or may not relate to them. They must answer with one of three choices. Be there, wouldn't dare, no fair, I win, I lose, it's a draw. So in other words, yes, no, or maybe. And before they answer, each significant other and each team must lock in a prediction. Each correct match is again worth 10 points, but this time it's a little faster because there's a grand total of 85 points up for grabs if you get all of them right. Remember, three questions, three questions, and this one. 
Originally, the milk person would mix the choice by locking in their answer. In season two, that's right, it got season two, the person holds the car up like in the first round to show their answer. Unlike the original, the significant others don't work as a team, only the player with the most points. So with 80 points, so-and-so wins and gets $1,000. If there was a tie, a sudden death was played. The central characters received a prize just for participating, but never really announced. Alan Thicke at the time was still basically taking anything he could get. However, I would say he is one of the better game of shows you can ever get because he's a pretty talented, funny guy. So when it came to the Three is a Crowd show, he was actually a really good host. Of course, like all game shows, they were filming multiple episodes a single day. And there are certain episodes that I recall where he was a bit more tired and it becomes more like this and you just sort of go oh they should not have filmed like the 9 the 8 p.m episode for this but that's okay uh because three is a crowd this version anyway was actually a very better was a very good upgrade from the 80s edition even though it was still sparked with controversy over who knows who more and probably still led to a few more breakups and other stuff as well however I would still argue, at least with this version, it's played more like a newlywed game times two rather than let's just make a competition show for the sake of having infighting. That it essentially became more of if you like people bantering and going, wait, I have always said my favorite food is this, then it becomes a bit more fun. And I, I think that should be always the appeal for a kind of game show like this is is the more lighthearted it is the better and this was played more for the laughs there were still a bit of bantery trash talky back and forth however it really was more of a playfulness that i thought made the show a lot better of course it only lasted two seasons no word as to why i'm just going to assume it was just gsn protocol to kind of just end the show after a while However, there is still episodes, and I will say this, from time to time, I have seen repeats of All New Three is a Crowd on Game Show Network as late as like three years ago during the pandemic. So keep your eyes open. You never know if Three is a Crowd will show up again on Game Show Network. To me, the original one, hot fucking mess. You watch it, you're there for the trash. You're there for the Jerry Springer. But the all-new Teresa crowd, it's a much more refresher, funnier, and has that sort of a logo-centric, spirally kind of graph that was, at the time, really cool. So, hey, everything is of the time. So please check it out if you can. The all-new Teresa crowd, not the new one. Oh, the new one, not the old one. The all-new Teresa crowd. Chuck Barris would have probably done really well in reality television, all things considered. But hey, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. That was a big success, and that's also really cool. Anyway, uh, next is the brand new game show that just came out. I recorded this after episode one aired on YouTube. Since then, there's already been 10 episodes, and I'll give my thoughts on that in just a little bit. This is Hey Yahoo! This is the last recording of the GSN Originals. So this is the last game um, before I guess I'm done with that whole area. Uh, unless, of course, Blank Slate ends up just 
shocking and having a, a, a surprise episode launch this early in the summer. Uh, no, it's Hey Yahoo. Hey Yahoo. Uh, hey Yahoo is hosted by Tom Cavanaugh, famous for Ed and The Flash. Uh, in it is basically two teams of three trying to figure out the search results from Yahoo, based entirely on the autocomplete game, a.k.a. Google Feud, but of course they don't have the rights to Google. And like every game show network trope, it's a GSN original, it plays exactly the same. So, each team of three players gets their own individual game board. And in each round, there are five correct answers to a popular search result like, uh, what state is famous for blank? Not to answer the question, just what's the most popular search result to fill in the blank. And in round one, the values are $100, $75, $50, $25, and 10 bucks for the fifth place. If you get all five of them, you get a bonus 100 Yay. Uh, so it, it, essentially speaking, uh, essentially, uh, this means that uh, you just have to figure out what fills in the blanks. Now, unlike America says where there's a time limit, you basically play it like a chain reaction. You basically pick which one you want to play for, 75, 50, 25. You get a bonus letter to hint at what the answer could be. And much like America says, every let first letter of every word is given to you. And then you fill it in. If you're right, you get the money added to your bank. If you're wrong, you're out of the round. And the two remaining players have to basically fill in the blank for you. Kind of like Hot Potato, that old Bill Cullen gem. So if the board is incomplete... Uh, uh, there's chances to steal, I think. But if there's a complete board, if there's a complete board, a $100 bonus is given, which means $25.50, $75.00, it's $250, plus 10, it's $260. At $100, that's $360 in cash in the first round. And we do it with both players. And then... In round two, did you say we do the values double? We sure do. 20, 50, 100, 150, 200. 200 for a bonus. It's exactly the fucking same. But then the third round is the bullshit catch-up round. In the bullshit catch-up round, there are six categories with whoever is in first place picking the first three categories to answer. Now, in this speed round, there's only three prompts valued at 75, 100, and 200. And they have to repeat this three times, making it nine in the course of 60 seconds, which is a daunting task. They could pass to change the category at any time, but they could go back at any point. But anything that's not caught within the, in the 60 seconds is just simply out of game. If they get all of them, I'm sure there's like a bonus of some kind. He didn't say anything in the rule sheet, but I'm assuming so. It's essentially... To, to catch up and you can win the game because 200, 175 is 375 times three, which is over $1,000, which is more than the both rounds combined. Whoever has the most money after round three keeps the cash and goes on to play for $10,000 in the bullshit minute to win it final round. Now, in the bullshit minute to win a final round, uh, it is called speed search. 
there are seven categories, the most trending topics. Uh, anything from sports to finance to video games to movies, entertainment to news. And it's fill in the blank and you must give the most popular uh, answer to something. Now, if you don't know it, uh, you can pass to another category. If you're wrong, you keep going until the letters fill up. If you can get correctly get through all seven categories within 60 seconds, you get a bonus $10,000. If you fail, there's no bonuses for any correct ones you get, so you're basically just taking home whatever you want in the front game, just like Idiot Test back in the day. That's it. That's the show. That's Hey Yahoo. Sometimes it has some nice little like country music kind of music, which is kind of cute. Sometimes you hear that Yahoo, but no, it's just plain. There's a lot of uh, parallelograms on there, a lot of rhombuses in there, because that's that's the kind of game you need to see nowadays. This is not a real review of uh, Hey Yahoo, but um, if I was to review it, Tom Cavanaugh is an okay host. I think they got him because he looks like a nerdy, funny guy. But he doesn't scream at, like a cool, fun nerd character. He just seems like someone there for essentially a, a day job. And it's fine. You don't have to have the best game show hosts on GSN, but it's just sort of there. Uh, additionally, this set is very purples and blues and definitely brand focused with Yahoo being the central focus. However, what I think is the big issue with this show is, again, the cheapness. Now, I'm not saying... Uh, the. I know this is going to be sound hypocritical, because I've been bitching about uh, game shows uh, having point systems when they could easily have money. And this show has money and not points. So someone's listening to me on that front, and I appreciate that. But the values are very weird, because you're going $25.50, $75, $110. Very cheap amounts of money in this uh, thing. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm okay with that. But if you're going to go into the cheap value market, go like $10, $20, $30, $40, $50. Or $25, $50, $75, 125 or, or something where if you complete the board, there's like a flat even amount of money that makes a nice even sense because 260 uh because 360 is just a weird amount of money to give maybe go ten dollars twenty dollars three dollars four dollars fifty dollars and a bonus hundred because that total is 250 and hey you can double that again make it 500 in round two and that makes it seven hundred dollars 750 and then in the bullshit catch-up run you can make it up to a thousand dollars or something and then you're fine but i gotta be honest here as much as I kind of like the idea of figuring out search results, this is just America Says with a new coat of paint. This has the same scoring system as America Says, chain reaction scoring things. It then has the picker category kind of thing that's the speed round like in People Puzzler. Then it has the big final round, but luckily it's not get three stages, it just gets seven questions in a row. But... It just sort of falls flat because I feel like I've seen this show before. And when I feel like I've seen this show before, I just, it, I don't get so enthusiastic. And I think that's the major problem with GSN Originals, at least in my opinion, is they all blend together in some regard and it just feels like one game mechanic just pushed to another game mechanic that's pushed to another game mechanic. That it all just blurs together. Eventually there's going to be a lie detector game show again. 
Maybe there's going to be another uh, game-falving puzzles. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ridiculous is coming up. So let's have another puzzle-based game show again, huh? Wouldn't that be fantastic? Anyway, uh, Ridiculous and uh, Blank Slate are coming soon to GSN. Get ready to see people win $10,000 filling in blanks and solving weird riddles. Yep. That's it. I, I mean, I'm just... I'm glad this is over and we can move on to much better game shows, to be honest. There's nothing real wrong about these game shows. They exist. They're there to be filler. They're there to be background noise, which a lot of people kind of want. But... As far as like what I find an engaging game show, it, it's not there. None of these shows are, and that always leaves me a bit disappointed. But if these are some of your favorites, then by all means, celebrate them, because obviously everyone's game show tastes are different. I like the part where I said it's the last recording, yet that's the midpoint of this episode. Anyway, hey, Yahoo! Episode, I've watched six episodes. I haven't watched all ten of them. Yet, uh, Kavanaugh is an okay host. Um, I think he doesn't want to be there. <laughs> and it follows a lot of the plots of a lot of GSN originals that it sort of just blends together. The one thing I will, however, give a shout out to for Yahoo is the soundtrack because it has this kind of cool banjo strum kind of thing. And in the intro, you hear that infamous Yahoo that I think is very iconic to the brand in a way that I, I think is really neat. Originally, Hey Yahoo was going to be called on the, in the USA Today and be branded by USA Today instead of Yahoo. Uh, so, of course, they need some more branded game shows, probably for profitability. But personally, if you're going to do a branded game show, you should probably make that more public, make it more easily available online instead of on extended cable where people have to pay hundreds of dollars a month to access those game shows. Just throwing it out there. Let's get to another forgettable reality show because that was something that GSN is famous for. This is Window Warriors. Okay, so Window Warriors is another one of these fucking shows that is involving some occupation and judgments and people trying to do well, and that's the show. Window Warriors was a six-episode show, one season. Garcelle Bruveau with Carson Kressley as one of the main judges. It's all themed around window displays in shopping malls. With the winner, I think, getting a, uh, the Nordstrom look, and that's what you'd have to do. So each episode, there is a window display that they have to create for a brand. And then they're judged on it, and whoever does the best uh, gets safe, and then whoever's the weakest gets eliminated. A few episodes that I remember were one involving Lush Cosmetics, one involving Hot Topic, and one involving Sprinkles Cupcakes. In the final round, they had to replicate and have like a 24-hour display for, I think, Nordstrom. And that's it. Who gets to do the Christmas display at Saks Fifth Avenue? It's also, let me read this reference thing from GS Incorporate because it's the only, I, I, there's nothing I could really read. 
So let's just let me just fucking read this this fucking press release. Cause that's it. It's a it was a very fucking boring show, and I probably fucked it up. Let's see. Oh, sorry, Macy's. It was Macy's, not Saks. All right. <clears throat> uh, GSN brings top names from the retail world in its new visual merchandising competition series, Window Warriors. Episode promotional partners include Macy's Anthropology, Hot Topic, Lush and Sprinkles. New skill-based competition series combines art and commerce as top retail window. See, it's a skill-based competition. It's a skill. October 15th, 2016, GSN, the leader in game shows and competitive entertainment, announced today that many of the biggest names in retail have lined up as promotional partners for the new skill-based competition series, Window Wars, hosted by Garcelle Bruveau from Hollywood Today Live and Spider-Man Homecoming. GSN partnered with General Grove Properties, the owner and operator of 128 high-quality retail properties throughout the United States, including Tyson's Gallery in D.C., Glendale Gallery in L.A., and Water Tower Place in Chicago. Top retail bland... My God, Macy's Anthropology, Hot Topic, Lush, Fresh, Homemade Cosmetics, and Sprinkles will serve as partners. Michaels, North America's largest arts and crafts specialty retailer, also provide many of the materials used to create the windows for the show. Window Warriors premiering Tuesday, November 15th at 9 p.m. lifts the curtain on the intensely competitive theatrical world of visual merchandising. This new series brings the worlds of art and commerce together as the country's most talented window designers are challenged to conceive jaw-dropping displays each week. In each episode, the contestants will be given a new theme correlating with one of the top retail brands, and we compete to stay in the competition as one person will be sent home each week until the final top designer remains. Some of the winning windows will also be recreated at specifically selected GGP properties after air from the festive to the luxurious to the shockingly unexpected these artists must push their creativity to the limits each week in order to stay in the game and win the $100,000 grand prize in addition to the cash prize the winner will receive a career changing opportunity to design and develop amenities and platforms to elevate the customer experience at GGP properties the opportunity to design a holiday display at Macy's New York flagship Herald Square store and will be featured in design colon retail magazine <clears throat> This series is a celebration of brick-and-mortar shopping experience, explains Amy Itrosio Davis, EVP Programming Production at GSN. These talented window designers stand out not only for their artistic flair, but their ability to work products into their creations in a way that encourages the consumer to head into the store and shop. Going to see the store windows at Christmas time in New York's Fifth Avenue or Chicago's Michigan Avenue has been a part of Americana for almost a century, said executive producer Michael Levitt. Many people are not aware that window design is a profession. We want TV viewers to see the modern day artists who are keeping this art form alive not only in the big cities but in many of your favorite malls across the country <sighs> i'm losing my breath here what <laughs> this was the show now i don't like these kind of shows i mean i watch bake off from time to time but like I, I once got asked, why haven't we done Fortune Fire yet? Because I, I can't work off 20 minutes of, and then they pound a fucking piece of metal on an anvil. You can't fucking work with glass blowing. Whoa! Like, there's nothing to fucking work with. It's a fucking hobby. If I was to do those kind of things, I would need to get someone who works in those professions to kind of explain it 
in the way or one of the former contestants and that's way too much effort for a show where essentially it's just me taking the piss out of really bad game shows so it, this one it, it still doesn't really make sense i guess that we're still in the reality show clash because it's cheap and easy but at the same time it, it makes no sense it still makes no fucking sense because it's Game Show Network and they're trying to find their branding. And I'm guessing what happened here was the we need to find a reality show hit because we can't just have in-studio game shows all the time. And I'm guessing we're not that far off from having another one of those someday. Anyway, that's Window Warriors. I hate myself. Yeah, got nothing. What else is new? Well, let me tell you, this last game show is the one I saved. I have saved literally the best for last. I am not kidding. To me, this is the best Game Show Network original. Yes, you could say Russian Roulette's the best Game Show Network original. I won't blame you for that. That's a good guess. You could say Cram was, maybe Cram was, or Inquisition. We've gone through every single GSN game show. We have covered just about everything accountable. Whammy! Would have been one of my favorite GSN originals. But this one, this one has a special place because it's the only GSN original I could think of that has tried and failed, tried and failed, tried and failed, and then tried one last time. Is it going to fail again? Who knows? But one thing is for sure, when it comes to a GSN original, the blueprints, the fingerprints, anything that comes with the territory of what is a GSN original can be sprung by this one seed of a game show, and it's not even a GSN original. It actually existed in the 80s. Yes, we are talking about it finally. This is Chain Reaction. I had to play that theme song. Yes, Chain Reaction is a big game show. Technically speaking, Chain Reaction should be a big enough game show to have its own standalone episode of game shows, I suppose. I totally agree with that. But much like Three's a Crowd, I've been sitting on it and sitting on it and then just like, oh, there's really nothing much to talk about. Now, Chain Reaction is an interesting show because it's a Bob Stewart game show. This is the kind of stuff that he created Pyramid, he created Jackpot. He's one of the most prolific game show producers that I could think of. And not only that, Bill Cullen was a host and Blake Edmonds was a host. And one of my favorites, Jeff Edwards was a host for Chain Reaction. And it's a very clever show because it's seven words and it, one leads to the other, leads to the other, leads to another, which is very fun. So like, um, got to think on the spot here. Uh, so you have to connect like camp, camping, let's go camping with um, something else. And it'll be like camping ground, ground floor, floor mat, mat... Matt, Matt Pinfield, Matt, Matt Damon, and it just keeps going down from there. Um, 
So it becomes a word guessing game. Now, on both versions of the show, when you pick one above or one below, you get one letter extra to figure out what that word is. And if you're right, you advance. Now, in the original version of the show, um, it is played with a different scoring system. <laughs> Basically, one or above, one or below, and then if there's a plus, you get control of the board, you get basically uh, 50 points. So if, with each word, they get points. So if it was like a six-letter word, like, uh, let, let's say lemons, or le let's go with like, yeah, lemon, lemon, like a lemon pie, or le so lemon, five letters, lemon, five points, pie, three points, pie chart, five points. Whoever was the first to get 10, uh, 50 points wins the game and goes on to the final round. Uh originally to get 250 and then a chance to win ten thousand dollars so it's a precursor to gsn minimum uh and originally i remember them doing the weird zero game the instant reaction in the bonus round two celebrities have to guess a series of words and phrases by constructing a question one word at a time just like in go uh if they were right they get one dollar then ten dollars then a hundred dollars up to ten thousand dollars uh, then the time limit was increased to 90 seconds, and it grew from there. Uh, that is how instant reaction works. And in many ways, it was okay. They made $40,000 chain reaction at one point. I've never seen an episode of that, so I can't really chime in, unfortunately. Uh, the new chain reaction was very weird because it was more like one thing leads to another, like, oh, uh, as you know, uh, Canada Maple... Because Canada is famous for its maple trees. Instead of something that is like a connecting word. Uh, but when it came time to the new version, which we will say is this version, GSN had a much better approach. This one was produced by Michael Davies of Embassy Row. Hey, the Jeopardy guy. Uh, and was filmed in Sony Music Studios in New York City. So it was one of the rare cases of a game show filmed in New York rather than L.A. And it was 40 episodes, and it was very, very fascinating. So it's teams of men versus teams of women playing a game. And famed Bob Haig, friend of the show, was once a contestant famous for cursing on the show. So we're talking GSN version. That was the original version. The GSN version with the teams of men, teams of women, and that iconic theme song. It starts with word. There's a G underneath. Got the word game on the right. The word game starts the chain. Make a letter. Take a guess. Connect the chain. Win some cash. It It's fun. Uh, so in this version of the show, they basically play for money. Yes, they play for cash. Uh, in each... So basically, just like a um, game, like a regular game show, as it were, uh, you go through the chain and you connect the first word to the last word. For each correct word found, it's not worth points based on letter amounts. It's worth money. You get a hundred bucks. And if you complete the chain, you end up playing for a bonus word. Uh and so what happens is in round one, values are worth $100 per word. Round two, $200 a word. Round three, $300 a word. And then 
In the fourth round, you wager 100 to 500 of their bank before giving a letter and then taking a guess. So, of course, you're basically blowing 100 bucks per answer. Uh, if you wager incorrectly, you lose. If you lose all your money, the game's over. And then, let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh, and after each round, whoever identified the final word gets a speed chain with two words to figure out. And they win the same value as the correct word in the previous round. So $100, $200, or $300. If New Year Team completed the chain, New Year Team gets to play the speed chain. The 2015 version eliminated speed change except for the tiebreaker. Oh, well, okay, fine. Speed change the first one. We'll move on to that in just a little bit. <clears throat> so. We're still talking about the original version, which is the wage around in speed chains. Dylan Lane was the host at the time, a very young, youthful host. People were kind of saying he's going to be the next Ryan Seacrest. He's the next big game show host for many reasons. I, I could see it. And he was kind of a little awkward on there. He most likely because at the time he was just a video disc jockey in Canada and was just basically given the show and run down, I think, like two weeks notice. So it was very fast. There are four chains in this game. First three are worth 100, 200, 300, as we explained. Fourth round is the wager. And in round four, whoever has the most money after round four, based on all of those wagers, because you can get up to 500 per word, wins the game, takes the cash, and goes on to the final round instant reaction. So... There's, it gets so fucking complicated. Round one, they basically play go. They go one word at a time to ask a question. Ding. Uh, you have 90 seconds to go through up to 20 words. The table is smaller. The team stood at a table instead of a sitting. All three members have their hands over a bell. Honestly, and then because of a smaller table, the guesser is now blindfolded. In the first 30 episodes... If you get seven right, you double your money. So your 2100 becomes 4200. If they got 10 right, the money was tripled. Uh, for the following 35 episodes afterwards, it was five and seven. So it, it, they lowered it to try and add more money, which made it a little easier, which actually made it a lot better. In season two, there was a change where the person sat in a chair with their back to the clue givers and the signaling button to ring in. When the guesser rang in, the clock stopped up to three seconds while the guesser gave their answer. If they got five right in 60, they earned $5,000. Otherwise, it's 100 for each correct answer. That's it with season two. They cheapened the show. We just now play for $5,000 bonus. <sighs> so ultimately, season one was a much better version because the double and a triple idea. I love that idea of, hey, we're banking, you're getting more money. You wait. You came up here of eighteen hundred. Now you're getting thirty six hundred, and then we're. I get. I like that. Five thousand. Maybe it's because they can throw more money or make it a little more challenging. But it didn't really work out. <clears throat> the show would end after two seasons. Dylan Lane would end up leaving, and then in twenty fifteen, Chain Reaction would be rebooted. But Dylan Lane would not end up being the host of this version. Instead, it would be Mike Hanterwood. Mike Canterwood is a very famous disc jockey out here in Los Angeles with the Kevin and Bean show. 
And he is very funny. Why he agreed to this, I do not know. But their attempt at chain reaction in 2015 was not the chain reaction of the teams of three players, men and women. This would be more akin to Emo Genius and Idiot Test. Two teams of two, and they're all best friends. But what I like about this version of Chain Reaction, besides its hot pink set, because that's the only thing I always stick out like a sore thumb is the hot pink set of the new Chain Reaction, was the uh, contestants. This time around, they really went above and beyond trying to cast all sorts of cartoonish characters. There were punks. Uh, there were like nuns. They went all across the board with like, get them to wear almost like their work clothes to show up instead of the default game show teased like long sleeve shirt and button and belt and pants that to me, I want to give a quick shout out to 2015 chain reaction for breaking the mold on contestant dress attire because no other game show as far as except for maybe the price is right let's contestants wear what they really want to wear now right now i know what you're saying well let's make a deal they come as they are yes but it's a costume show they're famous for wearing costumes we're talking like if you if you are a um if you are a clown like you are a professional clown they let you wear clown makeup and dress like a clown if you are a um, if you are famous for uh, if you they had openly transgender people, I also kind of like divided on there and it was a very cute couple. I remember that being like a big shout out, especially at a weird, awkward time. Uh, they had celebrity versions. They had uh, what was another one that I kind of remember a puppets. They had puppeteers. They had our puppet on standby. It was very cute. Um, it was very, very fun. This 2015 version. Now, unfortunately, they got rid of speed chains, except as a tiebreaker. This time around, because it's GSN and they were just going to do that. Uh, each one's worth a hundred dollars and two hundred and three hundred, just like in Dylan Lane's version. In round four, they wager. And they lose control if they don't. And then if you lose all the money, the game's over. Going into the final round, uh, we would see a new bonus round called the Super Chain. In the end game, you have 45 seconds to get seven words, just like a GSN standard. A keyword is given, and seven words involved connect to that word. Then on each word, the first three letters were given one at a time. A correct answer moved on to the next word and moved on. If you pass and get stuck, you can get back to it if time was still left. Guessing all seven words correctly won $5,000 bonus, just like in Season 2 of Chain Reaction. <sighs> so... Just like how in season one, we saw a brand new original game show concept. Season two was more adapted into a more idiot test style teams of two format that was kind of the later GSN originals. They brought it back in 2021 with a more modernized GSN approach. And by that, I mean, they went back to having big teams. Yeah. Mike Richards was executive producer for the first season. 
and then all that shit happened. Mike Canterwood uh, would not host and said it would go back to being Dylan Lane. It would not be filmed in New York, however, it would be filmed back in Los Angeles. This version of the show is played exactly like the original. However, instead of a seven-word chain of going from one to the other with five in-betweens to get money, now it is just six. Meaning, we only have to get through four meaning less money to throw. In round four, there's still the wager round between 100 and 500, just like in the 2015 version and in the other ones. But now the final one could be a $1,000 bullshit wager if you choose. Uh, Speed chains would, however, make a reappearance in 2021 because, hey, uh, it's actually kind of a way to... Soften the show a bit. Also, it is used as a teaser. Hey, for you at home, play along with this, which makes it very, very fun. Going into the final round, though, because they went through the entire GSN show exactly as it was with a much darker set. Did I mention I don't like the, the new set of Chain Reaction? Because the backdrop is supposed to be an LED screen, but it, it has that old-timey projector that you can barely read anything off it because of maybe the lights or set dressing. Um, <clears throat> anyway, the final chains. Uh, in 2021, it's a different bonus round. They now play for the $10,000, which is sadly more than the last two versions combined. <laughs> oh, I have mercy. All right. <clears throat> So they have a four-word chain, a five-word chain, and a six-word chain, much like America says. They're borrowing from that game show. A player calls a letter from the top or the bottom, then attempts to guess. If they fail, it goes to their next person in the team who gets to guess higher or lower. And then if they complete the four-letter chain, the five-letter chain, or a six-word chain, uh, the clock stops, and we can start with the new chain. If you complete all three chains, which is nine words to guess, you win $10,000. So you got to get nine and 60. Like every GSN game show, time-based in-game format for $10,000. That's, that's all I can give you. Now, obviously giving $10,000 away is a lot better than going into the $5,000 bonus. But again, I don't like this whole $10,000 and that's it, say goodbye. But the difference is, and I will say this, it's a bonus 10000 So it's 10000 plus like your 2200 that you won in the front game. So you won $12,200, which again, I like a whole lot better than a standalone $10,000. They're not doing the 1000 10000 on Chain Reaction. And thank God for that. Also, Dylan Lane is bald now, and it's very weird. He looks like Corbin Burnson. I feel like I'm about to watch How Much Is Enough again. However, I will say Dylan Lane still remains one of the better game show hosts. He has gone in better in terms of hosting the show. However, the set still remains boring. And because of the pandemic, the distancing still irks me so much when watching these episodes. However, I assume, because this is a big successful game show that they've rebooted, 
that hopefully the next season it goes back to being scrunched up. They get a much better set that's more brightly lit that you can see all the chains and play along with. It's an interesting play along show. And I think this is pretty much Chain Reaction. And this is the closing statement I want to give. Chain Reaction and Lingo are the two game shows that JSN has has put on the air that fit what most people assume a GSN original is. There is something on the screen for you to shout at the screen with and play along with. These are both shows, Lingo and Chain Reaction, where you can mute the screen and still play along with and still figure out what the hell is going on. Lingo, however, is now on CBS. And we've already covered every version of Lingo, with Bill Engvall to Chuck Woolery, we're not done. We're done with that. We're done with Lingo. Lingo is a fun five-letter word show with stoppers and balls. We did a whole episode of that. But with something like Chain Reaction, it's something where it's very casual to watch. And at the time, a very boring word game in the 80s. But the modern 2000s version was a sign of its time. The 2015 camera was a sign of that time with GSN, and this new version with Dylan Lane is another sign of the reboot versions of game shows. Is it the best version of Chain Reaction? It, no. I still think, well, if it was me, I would, I mean, to be fair, they got rid of the go. I'm happy they got rid of the go. I don't want to hear one word at a time clues ding anymore. Mike Canterwood having the mega chain, good. However, what happened is people get stuck and then you see 30 seconds of people awkward. When it comes to this version, it's the same, but they could pass and they added our letter. And it actually can kind of grow that you can kind of get across. However, much like America says, I don't like this. You get the three, you get the four, you get the five. I kind of wish there was like a bonus of some kind. Like if you get the three word chain, you get $500. You get the the, the next chain, it's another $1,000. So it's $1,500 more. And then if you get the third chain, it's we give you $10,000 or something. Like something where it's like progressive, the jackpot. But we don't get that. And I wish it was more of a projection jackpot with the get the three, then get the four, then get the five. Because otherwise, what you're doing is just sort of just delaying a game. You're just like, well, you completed this challenge. What do you win? Nothing. Let's just keep going. You should instead just have one giant word if that's the case. Um, but it's still a nice game show. It's still a comfort game show. It is still probably akin to Lingo the crown jewel of GSN. And I mean that in all sincerity, because when Lingo ended, Chain Reaction still kind of continued here and there in reruns. And nowadays, it is still around as one of the fan favorites. So I'm glad it is back. And it is still one of the more prolific game shows of the time. Is it going to survive another round? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But one thing is for sure, if this show ends up losing after a season three, it'll be back again in two years. And that does it. 
Chain Reaction, the greatest GSN original. The one that if you look at it time and time again is the time and place of GSN. Yes, it may not have been around during the time of Lingo. It may not have been really that game show everyone's been thinking about, but the play along factor, the team based formats, the prize amount, the fact that it's very cheap, but yet very play alongable makes it the best GSN original game show. And I wanted to save it for last for that very reason. Yes, I could have really spent the whole time talking about Chain Reaction. Jeff Edwards is one of my favorite game show hosts for this reason. And watching him host the original Chain Reaction, it's still a lot of fun. The fact it's a simplistic egg crate game, and now it's this, just a simple screen-based show with this cool flippy thing that is reminiscent of Subway Tickers. To me, it's just... Beautiful. It's one of the best GSN originals. I will never want to be on the show because obviously I need teams and I'm not really a team player, uh, but it is one that I love and I will always keep watching and, and try to play along with. And that is time. Time out. Out. Wit. Wit. Cheese. Cheese it's it's time to say goodnight. That concludes the GSN original gauntlet. And I am going to be taking a short break from recording game shows. I suppose you do not blame me. If I have time, I'll talk about the G the new game shows that have come out in some time, maybe on a podcast rather than here. Or maybe here, I don't fucking know. We will take a short break. There'll still be archives on Monday. I gotta rest myself on this because this is a big, busy summer for me. And I want to make sure that the next fleet of shows all have a good theme. There are game shows I forgot I didn't talk about. There are certain shows I really haven't talked about. Like, for instance, Nickelodeon game shows. There's a few I haven't talked about in that department. MTV shows I have yet to talk about. There is so many individual shows I just went, oh, fuck, I forgot about. And I'm going to try and cover them in the next uh, recording stage. This concludes the mini season of Game Shows I Suppose Reboot. Until next time I see you, I hope you have a pleasant summer. I hope you have a pleasant year. Keep listening to this podcast. Please tell your friends about this. Patreon.com slash Jordan Haas if you want to contribute and I'll see you next time for another great game show. I suppose stay winning. Take it away, Winnie.